we acknowledge and respect the first humans of the unceded land we call San Francisco, the Ramaytoshaloni. We condemn the genocide of these and other tribes across the Western Hemisphere. We honor their legacy and history, and we support rematriation and sovereignty efforts. Hello, and welcome to Storied San Francisco, a podcast all about the people and places that make this city unique. I'm your host, Jeff Hunt. This is something of a special episode for us. If you missed part one on Club Fugazi and the Dear San Francisco show, please go back and listen to that. In this podcast, we meet two members of the current cast of Dear San Francisco, Maya Kesselman Cruz and Dominic Cruz. Both Bay Area natives, Maya and Dominic trace their steps through circus school and other acrobatic endeavors to Montreal and then all over Europe, and finally, back home to be part of Dear San Francisco, a unique love letter to the city. Here are Maya and Dominic. I started doing circus at the San Francisco Circus Center when I was 10 years old. My mom somehow snuck me into a trapeze class that was full. And the teacher was like, no, 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 you can't. I can't take her. It's full. And my mom was a pushy Jewish mother. And she was like, no, no, you really got to take her. She's she's climbing on the walls. We have to do something with her. Was it mom's idea or was it something you had expressed? It was my mom's idea. Like she had heard about it through a family friend or something and so so she's like no no you really have to take my daughter and so like my teacher was like okay fine just let her in (laughs) and and then as the class ended I was like oh yeah I definitely want to do this and the teacher like looked at my mom and was like yeah she's good you should good job amazing (laughs) and I was like I'm in love with this and I performed for the first time when I was 10 years old I did a triple trapeze routine and by yourself uh, oh no no with two other girls so triple trapeze triple means three three, people mm -hmm. not three things three trapezes that are connected got it and three little girls obviously we were at that time and after my first performance I was just like in love with the community I was in love with performing and like the challenge of of pushing your body to these limits while performing them and just sharing the stage and like that adrenaline rush that you get and then the way that you can connect with the other people on stage and with the audience. I just fell in love right away and I was like, okay, okay I'm 10. I know what I want to do with my life now. And my I mean, mom I'm was so like, jealous of that part of it too, that, like figuring it out so early. So lucky. And how so, many, so I guess we're going we're to betray your age, but how <laughs> How many years ago ish ish was that? Uh, that was how many years ago? That? <laughs> twenty uh, over twenty years. Twenty ago. some um, years ago. Yeah. Okay, wow, that's yeah. not common. You know this, right? To yeah. figure things out at ten. Yeah. But so, but you you did mention a couple of things about like the pushing yourself physically, and so I'm guessing that's something you've just been doing. Yeah, I mean, since I, that point. Yeah, definitely. I I was a sporty, strong kid and then it just kind of came naturally to to try things and feel like I was untouchable basically and I could just try all these things that that has waned in the years obviously now I know what I can and cannot do but (laughs) but when I was a kid I was like oh yeah I can try that I'll do this and this and like 
I don't know, you just be really creative in the circus. You can be really creative with what you can imagine to try. Yeah. You know, like flipping through the air and using somebody else's body to propulse you in some direction. And mm-hmm. yeah, so, um, so yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just, yeah, there's going to be a lot of like, uh, oh my God, <laughs> which is how I experience the show also, just so you know. Yeah. Well, another really cool thing I'm just going to say before we move on is that a lot of us from the San Francisco Youth Circus have gone on to become professional circus performers and I really feel like there was something special in our youth that like connected us there and kind of gave us all this really deep love for the circus and the circus community and it's also a huge te- a testament to uh Lu Yi Master Lu Yi mm. our teacher mm-hmm. who really who you know fed us this passion for circus and we all have felt it in our lives and shared it with everybody else that we've come across. So it is a gift for sure. So great. Is the place that you, where your mom got you in, is it the one like over the old Polytech? On Frederick High? Street. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Is that where Louis was teaching? Yeah. Amazing. Okay. I had no idea. And I, I do know a little bit about that place and then it's history as a school and a bunch of famous people going there and <laughs> famous I mean, the, the name of our show is storied and that's that space is storied so oh yeah for uh, sure it's great to hear like how important it was to your life for sure okay dominic let's hear from you so my story of growing up in san francisco i was born in the east bay obviously so my story of growing up in san francisco actually starts before i was born mm. because my parents are very artistic. My mom went to school for violin and choral conducting. So she was all about music and she wanted us then. I mean, they're also super active too. So like they wanted us to be really active. They started us out in gymnastics because it was like tumbling, you know, mm-hmm. like my, me and my brothers were, well, my brothers first were, were tumbling everywhere and like needed an outlet. And my parents had heard about this Chinese guy who came to San Francisco and was teaching circus, which what? Like yeah, what right. was circus? <laughs> right. Teaching circus in an old church on Potrero Hill. Okay. So then my mom was like, I'll just take a chance. Why not? Seems like Check a good outlet. Out. She wanted something physical and also artistic. And she had like seen the pickles, you know, so she like oh. knew something about it. Right. And she put my brothers in and it was like sparks flew immediately i love how similar this the moms yeah totally the, the moms it. knew what's up very wonderful mothers yeah <laughs> matriarchs if i matriarchs, may say awesome. Exactly. <laughs> awesome but yeah so then they so started your, brother, your brothers got in first yeah my brothers got in first older brothers i'm yeah, guessing okay my two older brothers and that was the whole thing was when mr lee moved the circus he was teaching the CU circus he was teaching to circus center on frederick street I was spending all my time there since I was a baby. My brothers were there four to five days a week, you know, two to four hours a day. A home away from training. home. Training. Yeah. Like yeah. super training. So then I grew up around like this area, this place where there were all these other families there. And we were like a little community of like, yeah, four families originally, five families, like 12 16 kids was one of them that's my family exactly oh so that's when maya came into the picture okay and like this youth circus was growing and growing and growing and even though i lived in the east bay i was spending so much time in the city so i felt like my childhood was split between the east bay and the city 
And even though, you know, I can't say I went to high school in the city, <laughs> I still feel like I grew up. We still up. want you. <laughs> I, I, I still feel like I grew up in the city, you know, yeah. and it's like I started training more intensely when I was five. Okay. That was in 98. Okay. <laughs> so when I was five, I started more intensely training and then I trained in this youth circus until I left to go to circus school in Montreal when I was 17. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, so Dom and I did grow up together in the youth circus Amazing. in San Francisco. Yeah. Amazing. Cool. How close in age are you two? Yeah. So we're like three and a half years three apart. Three and a half years apart. I'm yeah. three and a half years older than him. So our, our romance did not start in our youth. No, no. No, no. <laughs> Good. No, no. Was, when yeah. I was like 16 and a half and he was like 13. Yeah. That yeah. That's that was not really frowned, frowned upon. Yeah, no. but, but you're here now. <laughs> but what was what was cool, though, was we spent a lot of time together because the youth circus was like this interestingly diverse group of like people from different parts of the Bay Area, obviously, but also like different ages. I mean, I was always one of the youngest hanging out with people who were, yeah. you know, up to five years older than me. And we would all just spend time together. It was mm -hmm. like a There's group a with no divisions. It was so cool. Yeah, awesome. there's a there was also like a generations that went through. So there was Dom's oldest brother and Devin is also in the show, in the show with yeah, us, yeah. and he has an older brother. So the they went off to school together. There's they're like the oldest generation, and then there's a couple generations beneath them. And then Dev and I are the same age, so we are one generation. And then Devin's little sister Marta and Dom were in the same generation. I love it. Yeah, it's, is that still going on over there? Like, is there a, now another? There's couple there's generations. A, there's a youth circus now, and there have been younger generations. Since, so yeah, yeah so since like Tom. I was kind of one of the last youth circus generations that went professional under Mr. Louis. Okay. And it was really a testament to how incredible Mr. Louis was as a teacher and how much we owe him yeah. as like all these generations, like six or seven generations of circus artists from the youth circus who became professional are still professional now. Right. And like, yeah. you know, have created their own companies or are super influential in some of the biggest companies in the world and all that. Yeah, there is still a youth circus there. It's not quite at that same level also because Mr. Lee is not, he's a little too old to teach now. Okay. You know, right. And a lot of us who were taught by him have left to become professional circus artists. Yeah. But now Anyways. one of one of our own, Ori, is there teaching. Yes. Ori was in, was in youth circus with us, and now yeah. he's training the next generation. Passing it, the Jedi Knight thing, pass yeah. on what you've learned. Exactly. Totally. I mean, it's also just basic. But <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so Dominic, you said you went to Montreal when you were about 17, like out of, yeah. out of high school? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you cross paths with Seven Fingers at all? Or did Yeah, you... so I like we all kind of grew up with the Seven Fingers also because like they would come back and like Gypsy, I think, directed two year show, annual shows that the Youth Circus did like when we were growing up. So like she worked really, really closely with one of our colleagues in the show, Devin Henderson and like his whole family. And I grew up knowing the seven fingers and yeah. mine knew them too. And yeah. my brothers actually were in one of the first seven finger shows that toured with different casts for like 15 years. Oh wow. Like a really it's called long, Traces. It's called Traces. Traces. And they were mm -hmm. part of the original cast. So I 
grew up going to Montreal even before I went there for college and staying at Gypsy Snyder's house and mm, yeah. hanging out with them and stuff. So yeah, I've, I've known the Seven Fingers Quick for a long time. question. Is, I've never been. Is Montreal as cool as everyone says? It's really cool. Montreal's, yeah. Yeah, it's Montreal really cool. magical. Montreal is yeah. yes. okay. cool. I'm, I'm getting it's a round fun. of yes. Off mics, yes. <laughs> it's yeah. fun, it's hip, it's young, it's artistic. There's it's so French. much to do. It's, it's French. So yeah. French. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And all the French people go there, though, to have fun. So, right. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. All yeah. right. Yeah. It's yeah. really, really cool. It's too cool. It is cool. cool. All right. We'll, we'll just a <laughs> little bit of love from, from Montreal. So. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Let's hear about so, um and then we'll then we'll get what, into what do you the actual hear? show. Yeah, well, yeah. What do you just like, hear? well, you know, you knew each other forever. How did it? Oh, what, yeah, I and forget. then suddenly was, you're married. I was totally forgetting <laughs> for a, a second the theme of this podcast. It's about our story. I didn't want to get like oh, too into oh, yeah. the story, but it's like that's the whole it's point. It's about us. Yeah, yeah totally. um, only the parts you want to share, of course. Okay, let me start. Let me start. <laughs> no, you've been talking for a while. It's my turn. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> in oh case anyone wasn't sure that they are married, I feel like I feel like we could go on for like a really long time about about ourselves and about our well, story you better but get started now. I know, so i gotta i gotta hop to well let me just ask quickly because there's another married couple in the show yeah right? yeah song and pan is this common to circus troops like no to, okay i would say no i think it's cool yeah <laughs> no, no, I would say no, because like because of the nature of our work of circus work, it is difficult to cultivate relationships to that point. Right. You know, there's right. a lot of things that have to fall into place at the right times. And then there's also a lot of compromising that mm -hmm. two individuals have to do to stay together when your primary way to work in circus is to travel. Right. You know, and if you don't get hired on the same projects, then you're traveling apart. Right. And I mean, I, we've known a lot of couples who spend more time, much, much more time apart than they even do together, right. which is really a strain on any relationship. So we've been super lucky. Yeah. Yeah. That feeds perfectly into my story. Nice. Uh, our story. Our story. <laughs> I think it was 2014 because I went to Circus College in Brussels. In Belgium. Oh, I have yeah. a friend who's there right now, oddly. Go on, go on. Please. Beautiful waffles and beer and all that good stuff. Fries. Fries, of course, yes. The fries. So I went to school over there and I was in a hoop diving trio with Ian Vasquez and Michael Otier. Mikael. When we graduated school, we were traveling around a lot and doing our act. And then we decided that uh, we wanted to make a company, a circus company of our own, which we did. And then we wanted to add this guy, Aurelien. Okay. Udo, thank you. But these are all European guys. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, if we're going to make a circus company, I need to have some of my friends in it <laughs> and my American friends. Yeah. And so my first thought went to Devin Henderson, who I was like, Dev, you want to come be in this company? And he was like, okay, let's do it. And then Marta and Dom. Yeah. And so Marta's your sister? Marta's Marta is Devin's, Devin's sister. sister. Oh, and got it. Okay. Me and Marta grew up together in the circus, in we're the youth circus. Need a family tree for oh, yeah. Exactly. Oh, yeah. No, no, it's, it's intense though. All of our people are super interconnected. Yeah. So anyways, just as a little side story, me and Marta were working together because me and Marta went to circus school together and performed as a duo for like six years. Oh, okay. Okay. So they were a duo anyway. It was like, come on, everybody. We need some Americans in this company. We all got together. We formed this company and we did our first residency at Circus Center 
in 2014. Okay. And so we got everybody all together. It was the first time Americans were, the American circus side was meeting the European circus side. And we were like forming this ultimate company called Back Pocket. Back Pocket. I love it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and so we met up there. This was not when our spark began. <laughs> this is, this is a lot of pre-story. A lot of pre-story. But then the company got picked up by Cirque du Soleil to be in Lucia. Okay. The new show that we were, a waking dream of Mexico, whatever. So we go and do the Lucia creation. And that is where Dom and I kind of realized, oh, wait a second. I really like you as a friend. We have all this history. We're together all the time now. I think I'm in love with you. Oh. <laughs> well, get this, get this. So you get hired when you get hired for Cirque du Soleil and it's a new show. They go through an entire creation process, which is longer than almost any creation process of any other company. You do eight months of creation all the way through. We did for Lucia. I don't know how other but most, shows. I think maybe. most wow. Cirque du Soleil shows do that. Eight months of creation, especially when you're creating in Montreal at their headquarters. And they have this giant building that's like a residences, Cirque du Soleil residences, and they get all the artists Storm they can. Storm rooms, basically. Storm it's rooms. like real world Cirque du Soleil. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. It's totally 100%. real world Cirque du Soleil. Mm-hmm. Come on. And then um, <laughs> you're spending all your time together because it's right across the street from where you're creating the show. So you sleep in these dorm rooms with like 150 other artists on various projects, including yours. And, you know, you walk across the street, you work all day together, sometimes 12 to 16 hour days. So long. You go back to the dorms and you're hanging out again, you know. So me and Maya had never spent this much time together. Granted, when she had gone to Brussels, she left right before I was leaving for Montreal because she's three and a half years older than me. So she left when I was like 14, Mm -hmm. 13, 14. Mm Mm-hmm. Hadn't seen her for more than 10 years. We hadn't hung out for more than 10 years. Then when we started the company together, then we started spending some time together. Then when we... As adults. As adults. So I was totally changed. Like I was a very overweight kid. Okay. So when she left, I, I mean, you know, let's oh, not oh. put it that I mean, fat. Like, but I mean, you know, it's like a lot of things changed <laughs> yeah. you know, by the time she saw I me again. I also changed. I had been living in Europe for like six yeah. years or something That's like true. that. That's true. Yeah. So but anyway, so we, we were spending, let me tell the story. Now. <laughs> we, were, we were spending a lot of time together, more time than we had spent together. Yeah. In the last 10 years. And it was like, it was like one of those things where we didn't, neither of us realized how much we liked spending time together. Yeah. And both of us were a little bit in denial about the fact that we were both falling in love. Oh, yeah. We're like, we're just friends. This yeah. is just what friends do. Yeah. yeah, yeah, we're, yeah. Friends. we're just like, hanging uh, out. Could, could it be? Yeah, yeah. It was like, no, no, no. This is Dom we're talking right. about. What? Right. No. Yeah, exactly. 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 He's a kid. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> not anymore. <laughs> well, the invisible sculptor came in and chiseled him. Didn't sounds like exactly. That's exactly. called hard work and perseverance. I was gonna say this that invisible sculptor had a lot of clay to work with, <laughs> right? <laughs> right. But anyway, so then the other cool thing was that so we were falling in love in this whole creation process of Cirque du Soleil in the winter in Montreal. It's you lots know, of snow. Yeah, it's twenty below. You can't go outside a lot, so you're spending a lot of time inside. Yeah. And we're hanging out. And then what happens on Cirque du Soleil is you go on tour and they put you up, right? Everywhere yeah. you go, you usually do three-month stints in each city and they ask you to live with someone. Well, we're like, hey, you, you want to <laughs> live together on tour? So we went from falling in love to like a month later, we moved in together. 
Okay. And then we lived right. together, and we've lived together since then. Yep. Since a little romance tour. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. That's awesome. And it was yeah. like we got a little... To- it was cool because it was like a little pressure cooker of a relationship, you know, it yeah. was like, I mean, that's how circus relationships use, usually are. Right. Like you're either all the time together or never together. Yeah. And, and I, it either works or, or doesn't. doesn't. And uh-huh. totally. Yeah, yeah. It'd be really weird if it didn't. Someone might have to leave. Right. Exactly. Uh, but or, I mean, that's, or it's just awkward. It's just, or you it's just, just a, make it work. But that's part yeah. of the possibility, you know? So yeah. it's like, it's Let's a do big awkward risk. flips in the air. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And when like, catch it's, me. It's true though. <laughs> catch me. <laughs> exactly. Well, I'm glad it worked out. Yeah. Me too. That, I'm sure you are too. You know, <laughs> yeah. But Definitely. no, we were, we were super in love, had loved touring together. Then we got to tour in Europe together with our own company, which was Back uh, Pocket. With Back Pocket. Awesome. And then after the COVID-19 kind of settled down, somehow Gypsy was like, well, we're going to open up this circus here in Fugazi. And I was like, are you kidding we me? We couldn't believe it. I was going to say, speaking of love, like wh- how were you approached and what did you think of this show when you when it was first presented to you? Dream okay. come true. <laughs> I was like, I was like, to be a full disclosure, I hope Gypsy knows this too. We'll see. <laughs> but... When she first presented it to us, because it was me, Maya. We're talking about Gypsy Snyder. Gypsy Snyder, yeah, sorry. Um, Me, she presented it to me and Maya and also Devin and his then girlfriend, Kalani. And she was like, you know, I want you guys for this show, but you four do very similar roles. And I'm only going to take two of you at a time. Oh, okay. So there was that. And then there was also the aspect of we're trying to make a residence show in San Francisco and it's in the middle of the pandemic. I was like, that sounds like a dream come true. I'll believe it when I see it. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and we're seeing it. I mean, here we are. Oh, man. And like from the first workshop we did in 2021, I guess. Yeah, 2021 in July. From the first workshop we did in this building in 2021 before any of this setup was built. Everything, like everything except the mezzanine, this and like the stage wasn't even built yet. Everything was empty. It was empty in here, right. you know, and we did a workshop to try to like work through some of the ideas that they were thinking of. And I was like, wow, this seems really cool. And Devin and Kalani did the first, did, did the original the, creation mm-hmm. in the first six months. We came back, we saw the show. We were like, we can't believe it. They did it. Yeah. They bleeping did it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you can saw this show. Oh, yeah. Uh, if you want, if you oh, want. yeah, yeah. Oh, they fucking did it. Fuck yeah. It was crazy. <laughs> yes. And like they made one of the most beautiful shows I've ever seen. It was so beautiful, so moving. We, I was bawling for sure. It's like after every show, we're like amazed. Like, wow, thank you so much for coming out here and supporting the arts and coming together, especially after being so isolated during COVID. And I mean, Dom and I spent six months in a one bedroom apartment in Brussels, like completely isolated. During the pandemic. During the pandemic. Yeah. Just yeah, just the two of us without yeah. a job, without anything, right. just the two of us well, in a space. Not yeah. just that, like the added stress of having, we, we had a year's worth of work scheduled that was canceled from one day to the next. It was yeah. completely canceled. We were actually working Non-essential workers as That's artists. Yeah. We, were, right. we were even working in March when the pandemic fully hit and we couldn't finish that contract right we like arrived one day and they were like contract it was the premiere it was the premiere of an opera in liege Mm. and we were like getting ready for the show and they're like get out of the building everything's closed down it was like whoa okay we it was 
Well, and now that we're here, is this sort of the antidote or the counterweight to how terrible that was being part of this show? I wouldn't say that that was terrible. The six months alone in a space with Dom was very fun. It was a lot of fun. I mean, other than the the fear and being far away from home and (laughs) people dying. This this might be the end. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) There was total fear, but spending time with Dom is always wonderful. So I can't complain. We are uncontrolled optimists. So we are like... We're always trying to look at the good side of things. No, we were like, we were actually thankful too to have the rest because we'd been working so hard since even before we started it with Cirque du Soleil in 2015. So it was like from 2014 until 2019, it was like nonstop work. We were traveling all the time, mm-hmm. working all the time. And so we were like, oh my as God, artists when we, do. yeah. And then yeah. when we stopped, well, as artists can do, we were can super do. lucky, yeah. obviously. So then finally when the pandemic hit and... We got to stop. We were like, oh, my God, we're so tired. <laughs> <laughs> I think a lot that happened with a lot of people probably. You're they were right. like, oh, slow down. Yeah. yeah. And then after we came back home to San Francisco, like four months after that, Dom asked me to marry him. Oh, yes. And I was like, yeah, let's go. Hell yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah dude. Not- it was... The best decision I ever made, for oh, sure. Oh, me too. It was love very it. And easy. Y'all, y'all are decision. still here. I love yeah. it. So you mentioned you actually got to see the show before you were officially in. Uh-huh. So you yeah. you got to see what an incredible show it is before, and now you're in it. Yeah. Like, a lot of listeners probably haven't seen the show. So, like, what does it feel like to bear that responsibility? I mean, I just want to say thank you because <laughs> what you do there's the writing and the choreography and the direction blah, 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 blah. but the performances are just like out of out of control thank you well i mean <laughs> for me it's like i guess a lot of people can say this about it's kind of cliche when you talk about like being able to work in your passion but like i've been doing circus since i was five i've never done i've been lucky enough to never have done a different job you know, I've right. never had to. It's like I've been lucky enough to have worked the whole time. And this has been probably the most fulfilling job I've ever done in circus because it's like for many, for many different reasons. Like for one reason, I never thought I'd be able to come back and live in San Francisco mm-hmm. doing circus ever in my whole life. And I thought yeah. I'd have to stay in Europe and move to Europe. And like I loved living in Europe, but, you know, it wasn't my it didn't feel like my home. So like being able to be home and do this show, that's that's one thing. And like I infinitely thank Gypsy and David Dower and Shana and Eric Iceland and everyone and all the investors who invested in this project to like put the seed money out there. Like to be able to have this opportunity is crazy. But then also like this show is a love letter to a place that I find so important to myself. And like, I have some of my most fond memories of my entire life here. And like, I feel so connected to this place and the Bay area in general. And like, and not just that the original cast did such a good job on this show that I feel like I get to do something so incredible every night. I get to be a part of this event that is like bigger than myself every night and it's something and it's a show i like to do which artists especially performing artists don't always get to perform things that they want to perform Mm. or like to perform right so they don't always get to be themselves on stage in this show we really get to be ourselves and just enjoy it and share it with the other cast members and we've been through i think like 
three casts, like yeah. some cast changeovers. So we've we've just gotten like amazing talent come through San Francisco, which is such a gift and also just such cool people that I get to spend every day with and then be on stage with them. I'm like, oh my gosh, these people are so talented. I'm starstruck by the, right. the cast. So I, I'm just having such a blast with everyone and everyone's so giving and caring and and they are like discovering San Francisco and we're like, yeah, we're from We've here. We've been telling you. Cool yeah. as hell. And also yeah. the one thing I'm like so, so thankful for is that like actually now circus people, you know, the, the circus community has like somewhere to come to in San Francisco to yeah. be like, oh, I got to come see this show. Oh my gosh. I know this person and this person that are on the show. I need to come visit them. And now it's creating like a vibe, like how Montreal is so cool and hip and fun and, and full of circus and circus artists. Maybe this can be a second hub and that would just be amazing. It would bring so much culture and such cool people around. <laughs> I, I would love that. Yeah. I would love that similar to like what you guys are doing and why your guys work is also so important. And like this show is so important and everything is like, for me, I feel like there's always this feeling of there's not enough San Franciscans in San Francisco. Mm. And of course people can come here and develop their own connection to San Francisco and become San Franciscans in their own way. But I feel like it's hella cool that there are more things, more and more things like you guys, like this show connecting people of San Francisco to San Francisco and to each other and to themselves and why they are yeah. in San Francisco. Yeah. And love. not just that is that, that when we were young and growing up, it was like, Oh, San Francisco. Oh, that's a city full of artists. And then it was like, Oh, now it's like San Francisco. That's a city full of tech bros and people who can afford to live in San Francisco. Cause it's so expensive. But, I'm like an exception. We are an exception to that. We're like, no, we're artists and we're doing our art here and we're living here and we're beautifying the city and come share that with us. That was Dominic Cruz and Maya Kesselman Cruz. On the next episode of Storied San Francisco, we travel over to the Mission District to learn all about the women's building. Episode 16 drops next Tuesday. Special thanks on this episode to sound designer Kayla Anchel. Music for Storied San Francisco was produced, performed, and curated by Otis McDonald. Michelle Kilfeather does original photography for us. Aaron Lim of Bitch Talk Podcast is our contributing producer. And the show is produced and hosted by me, Jeff Hunt. Now in our fifth season, we have more than 200 episodes available on our website, storiedsf.com, or wherever you listen to podcasts. If you're able to, please rate and review the show. And drop us a line at storiedsf at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. Stay strong, weird, and healthy. And we'll see you next time on Storied San Francisco. This podcast is a proud member of the BFF.FM podcast network. Learn more at podcasts.bff.fm. BFF.FM, best frequencies forever.